Welcome, Ria. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hi, Nisa. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here. So your survey of 800 institutions in the U.S. and Europe said that a half or a third, rather, of your clients are already allocated to digital assets and that a whopping 80% find something appealing. What percentage of those are pensions and endowments versus crypto hedge funds? Sure. So what we found was that actually 70% of pensions surveyed find something appealing, about 50% of endowments and foundations, and 100% of crypto hedge funds and venture funds found something appealing about digital assets. And there were multiple characteristics that they could have selected. Um, the top three were that digital assets are uncorrelated. Um, they are uh, an innovative tech play and they provide high potential upside. So it's surprising given the high number of pensions and endowments that more of them haven't already entered. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. Some people said that maybe there's some selection bias because these are already clients of Fidelity. Can you address that? Sure. So what I would say to that is that the survey was actually conducted by Greenwich Associates, which is a well-known third-party data and analytics provider that has experience um, administering other surveys for big institutions. And our intention in using them was specifically so that we could get unbiased results. Um, we didn't solicit any names to Greenwich Associates and neither party knew ahead of time whether the investors surveyed were clients of digital assets. Um, I'd also point out that it was, the survey was conducted blind, which means that the respondents actually didn't know who the survey was being conducted for. Great. The report noted there was a heavier weighting towards Europe versus the U.S. in, in terms of appeal, 25% to 10% because of freedom from government intervention as a reason. Why do you think that is? Yeah, so, so that was an interesting discrepancy that we noted. Um, was that a greater portion of European investors specifically found that uh, that characteristic to be more appealing. So 25% of European investors said that they find um, the freedom for government intervention characteristic to be appealing versus 10% of U.S. investors. I think one explanation could be the prevalence of negative interest rates in Europe. Um, as a result of that, you know, digital assets like Bitcoin which don't generate yield, that turns into a feature, not a bug in a negative yield environment. Um, we think another explanation could be that Europeans feel, um, might feel that the government has created a heavily regulated environment. So the feature that innovation in distributed assets is relatively more independent might be a more attractive property for them. Interesting, yeah. What about, uh, demand for assets beyond Bitcoin and Ethereum. What are you seeing there? Yeah, so certainly, um, you know, crypto hedge funds and venture funds are interested in digital assets beyond Bitcoin and Ethereum. But, uh, but 
if you look beyond that, you know, to more institutional investors like pensions, endowments, uh, family offices, financial advisors, and so on, Bitcoin, uh, you know, their interest is heavily focused on Bitcoin since it's the largest and oldest digital asset. It has the most mature infrastructure, um, including increasing support from legacy institutions. Mm -hmm. So what about Fidelity's custody business and what are you seeing in terms of the consolidation in the industry in custody um, versus what's going on in the spot market uh, or other infrastructure plays on your radar? Yeah, so to the extent, you know, there could be many reasons for consolidation in the space uh, to the extent that there's synergies to be had in terms of technology, uh, talent or client base, you know, those could certainly be reasons that are driving M&A activity in the space. Um, for Fidelity, we've historically chosen to build businesses in-house and find the right talent um, with the relevant experience that can really help us build the business from the ground up. Um, and, you know, one of the key reasons it, is, it, is that it allows us to control security and risk management, which are two areas that Fidelity at large has placed a great deal of attention on across all of its businesses. Um, but, you know, if, if it was an appropriate client base or a product offering that is complementary to the services we provide, we would continue to remain opportunistic. Okay. And prime brokerage being all the rage right now, um, would Fidelity think about getting into lending? Yeah, so our focus to date has been um, starting with custody and expanding our trade execution uh, into trade execution, uh, which allows us to provide clients um, access to multiple pools of liquidity in an efficient, in a capitally efficient way. Um, but we're constantly, you know, looking at our product pipeline and for ways to provide clients different ways to trade in a, in a more capitally efficient way. But right now the focus is certainly custody and trade execution. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you seeing interest in stable coins, um, fiat, lending, borrowing, et cetera? Yeah, I think from a broader industry perspective, we've seen explosive growth in stable coins. Um, you know, we have a research, Fidelity Digital Assets was born out of a research lab. Um, and that at any given time, that lab is, is evaluating different parts of the industry. And we're continuing to explore and research the space. Um, so we're definitely keeping a pulse on interest in um, in adding support for stable coins and whether there is uh, interest in uh, lending and borrowing, we're keeping a pulse on that. You've previously announced some partnerships or investments into mining. Is that something that you see continuing? So yeah, we, Fidelity actually started mining Bitcoin in 2013. It started with a really small experiment in one of our offices. And we still have a team within the Fidelity Center for Applied Technology who continues to focus on researching the space um, and has taken a learn by doing approach since it's such an important component of Bitcoin. Um, and they are continuing to research uh, that aspect of the industry. And what about DeFi or staking? Are you getting involved in that? 
you know, I would once again say that we are continuing to research and evaluate the space and see, you know, keep a pulse on the things that our clients are demanding. But a lot of our our product decisions are driven by client demand. So we'll continue to research, continue to keep a pulse on client demand. Um, and yeah. Any other? Right now, right now the focus for Fidelity Digital Assets um, is custody and then expanding trade execution services and capabilities. Okay, great. Any Anything else you wanna add uh, about Fidelity or plans for the future? I mean, I would just reiterate that, you know, we conducted this institutional survey um, for a second time this year, and we expanded it to European investors this year, and we were really encouraged by the results. Um, you know, it's, I, we hope that it helps us and the space understand how institutional investors are thinking about digital assets. Um, and, and, you know, what are the gaps that we can help fill? And we look forward to continuing to do that kind of research into the space um, around institutional investors um, and the kinds of services and products that they're, they're looking at and might help improve adoption. Well, we all appreciate the fact that you are putting this research out and we are excited about the institutional adoption. So thank you so much for being with us today, Ria.